Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine expert. I get to consult people around the world via webcam and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, which is my newest book and The Inflammation Spectrum and Ketotarian. If you wanna learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, the books, and there's lots of free resources there for you as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's dr. W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E dot com. And listeners of The Art of Being Well, I'm giving away books of mine, signed books, whatever book you want, (laughs) just pick one uh, to lucky winners. I'll be picking randomly. So all you have to do is go go on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review The Art of Being Well. And then you can put your Instagram handle in the review on Apple Podcasts. And you could even message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole and say you left a review. Because my friends, the way that people hear this podcast is when you share it. And when you rate and review it, it really helps get the message out there. So thank you so much. And I will be picking randomly some lucky winners. So thank you all. You all are doing amazing. And at the time of recording this, there are millions of downloads so far of The Art of Being Well, and we want to keep it growing to help people around the world. All right, let's get to today's guest. He is a longtime friend of mine. You're going to learn so much from this guy. His name is Aaron Alexander. Aaron is a pioneering manual therapist and movement coach, founder and creator of the Align Method, author of the Align Method book and host of the Align podcast, which I've been a guest on a few times, which has ranked number one in nutrition on Apple Podcasts. Aaron has worked with some of the world's greatest professional athletes, performers, celebrities, and everyone in between to relieve pain while creating greater strength greater flexibility, and ease in their mind and body. Just stay tuned because this is chock full of really actionable advice for you all. And stay tuned through the entire conversation because at the end, as always, I answer another one of your burning health questions and then ask me anything. All right, this is Aaron Alexander's Art of Being Well. 
my friend, where have you been all my life? It's, it's been, been too long. long. It's been all of two weeks since we've had our, our last our last <laughs> remote conversation. Oh boy, we need to have IRL. I know. I know. Soon Are enough. you coming out here for PaleoFX? I hear I just got an email saying it's happening in, in, in April. Oh man, no, I'm not gonna be there. I'm not gonna right. be there, but I love Austin and I wanna make make it out there as soon as I can. It's been too long, but I saw you in Orlando not too long ago. That's last true. Year, That's but, true. Yeah. All right. Let's jump right into it. I want to kind of frame the conversation with just the core of what is the Align method? How do you work for? How do you work with people? How do you change people's lives and get us aligned? What is the Align method? So the Align method is more of a overarching philosophy on the way that we live our lives and a seamless way to introduce a more movement rich lifestyle into your daily experience. So as opposed to being something where it's like a workout Tybo, you know, type thing that we do, or like one movement that, you know, is the overlord panacea for all movements. It's more starting to reassess our perception of the way that we exist in our, in our, in our bodies. And that would include the way that we exist in our homes, in our, in our offices, as we're, we're traveling and acknowledging that the human organism is a highly adaptable organism and it literally changes its shape, its, its structure, its neurochemistry, its, you know, its hormones to, to match the environment that we are, you know, that we're presently in. And so, you know, something that we can start to do to, to, to leverage that reality would be to start to, you know, come into your home, for example, and just, you know, take a look around and say like, what physical shapes does my participation in my home just naturally organically take me through, you know, and for the most part, if we walk into a home, it's going to be a continuation of that hunched over, you know, hips at 90 degrees, knees at 90 degrees, ankles at 90 degrees, sitting down, eyes contracted, you know, zooming into some screen or perhaps, you know, some closed walls that are maybe 10 to 15 feet away. So we're continually in this consistent pattern that we've been in, you know, really since like kindergarten. And if if you're really honest with yourself, like how often does the modern human go out of that slightly punched over archetypal sitting Mm -hmm. in a chair position? It's just car seat to train, automobile, plane, you know, however you get around to couch, to dinner table, to office, you know, and and, then, and then your beds at 90 degrees, because, you know, it's not below the the height of your, your hips and then to your toilet which is disadvantageous to actually have a healthy defecation because your rectum is in a slight pinch when you're only at that 90 degree angle with the hips. You know, so you're, as you go into a deep squat, it literally elongates the rectum and uh, reduces what's called the anorectal angle, relaxes a muscle called the puborectalis muscle. So they're acting like a sling wrapping around the, the rectum. You know, so our bodies have these natural innate tuning mechanisms in the form of just really moving more effectively through a broader range of motion. And then that becomes a self-healing mm-hmm. mechanism. And a lot of mm-hmm. those positions that are so simple and accessible and easy and like, they're right there. They're like, they're with us right now. Yeah, We've just divorced ourselves from those motions, you know, and now we're, you know, we're, we're experiencing the consequences of that. So the, the align method, the function of it was to create a, a really like easy to follow guide on how to simply start to reintroduce some of those innate patterns into our daily lives. Got it. So we are 
living this kyphotic life, this like hunched over, curled life. Physically, you mentioned like our lives are just, our modern lives are for most of us very kyphotic, very bent over, very slouched over, preposterous. But also, I, 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 if I get what you're saying on a deeper level, we're also mentally, mentally, emotionally, spiritually kyphotic and sort of bent over and not living this expanded life to the fullest. So let's start with the physical yeah. stuff. You, you mentioned sort of the, we have to go and talk about squatty potties and the tips yes, and tricks there as far as, but what are the other, like, what's the price that we are paying by living this sort of kyphotic life physically? Well, so you were already starting to poke at the, the psychosomatic, you know, that the emotional mm-hmm. component of our postural patterns, which I just think is so endlessly interesting. And in the Align Method book, I included you know a bunch of. There's a whole chapter called Posture and Personality. It just gets into lots of different varied research that opens up that conversation. One of the things in there that we included was a study from San Francisco State University, where researchers took they had two groups of of students. They had one group in a assume like a hunched over kind of position, that like hyperkyphotic position you're talking about, rolled forward shoulders, forward head posture, kind of like you know if you didn't know what was happening in somebody's live life and they came in and they're kind of slouched over and oh, in that like depressed, the literal meaning of depressed, you know, pulled down position. You'd be like, oh, you probably feel sad. Like you had a rough day. Like, you know, what's going on? You know, want to talk about something? People, the, 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 the individuals in that position is actually easier for them to access more like, you know, melancholy memories. And then the people that mm-hmm. in the other groups, they put them in more upright position. I call it like a lined position, you know, shoulders back, you know, spine, long, neutral, uh, expressive position. It's easier for them to yeah. access like the good times, you know, and so that our postural patterns are, are, are undifferentiated from our, our internal mental, emotional state. You know, and William James, who he's considered the, the father of modern psychology, he was, you know, getting at this. He wasn't the first one to get at it, but I mean, he's, there's a lot of people throughout history that have been talking about this for a long time. This isn't like a, a new fangled, like, oh my God, there's a connection between the way we move and the way that we think and the way that we feel. Yeah. You know, any person can just, you know, method act themselves into fear for a moment. You know, or anxiety. Ugh. Like if you if you were taking on a role, how would you do that? It wouldn't be the words that you say. It would be the way that you physically communicate with your body. You know, and where that becomes mm-hmm. interesting is once again, we're these adaptable organisms that change our shape to fit our environmental conditions. If our environment is just naturally molding us into kind of that like depressed physical postural position. I don't know. I mean, draw whatever conclusions you'd like from that, but there's there's certainly some level of conversation there around you know the way that we feel. And then you look at depression being the number one leading cause of disability worldwide. You know, and and as we have greater access to healthcare, greater access to biohacking and supplements and nutrients and vaccines and medicines, like we have all of the things. Yet, statistically speaking modernity or modern culture is continually gradually growing towards greater usage of anti-anxiety medications, antidepressant medications, self-harm. It's like, what is going on here? And Mm -hmm. I think all of the conversations are important. They're all spokes to the wheel, but I think there's a a really large movement conversation to be had 
there as well. You know, and I, I, just that that postural mm-hmm. thing, I think it's an interesting thing just to kind of stew on for for yourself. You know? Yeah. As you're talking, I'm thinking of that. Uh, just the amount of cases that I've seen over the years in functional medicine where it is this bi-directional component where I know what they're going through mentally, emotionally through their health and the and just sort of that energy from a mental health, brain health standpoint, but also on a physical level where I think that our physical po- posture and, and the way we are on a musculoskeletal level impacts our b- mood and our mental health, like you mentioned, that study. But conversely, I think a lot of times people are carrying these mental, emotional baggage and weight and trauma, and that's impacting their their posture as well. And that's really what you're getting at with, with your book and your work, yeah. isn't it? It cues how people treat us is a big thing. Yeah. And it, it cues how we treat ourselves. And that, that was an, another piece of research that we included in the, the book was, I think it was from some, I think it was maybe New York State University. I don't remember exactly where this came from. It was a really popular, popular study though. And they, the researchers didn't inmates that were in jail for violent crimes, you know, for like muggings and things of the sort. Mm-hmm. And they showed them a variety of different images and videos of people just walking down a street and different sexes and, you know, different races and sizes and all that. And what they found was that the most consistent pattern of the inmates being willing to like, say like, oh, like that would be prey. That would be somebody that I would try to rob. That would be somebody I'd try to mug would be the organization of the way that they moved down the street. And the language that they used in the study was if they moved with a, a greater level of wholeness was the word they used, which you know, I would say like integration would be a, you know, kind of the same word. When they moved with this wholeness, like they knew where they were going, they had you know balance in the way that they're walking and their stride. They weren't off balance, disorganized, chaotic. Those mm-hmm. people aren't easy targets. They're like, okay, like I'm going to let that one go. But then the person that's kind of mm-hmm. in disarray and they're kind of looking that way and that way and there's there's no real integration or connection or strength or stability or wholeness in their movement patterning. Literally, the mm-hmm. world around them starts to perceive them as someone that, you know, if you're a parasite, that's an organism that I can attach to. And I think that that would probably relate right. to the way that you work with people with parasites as well. I would think. I wonder if there's some connection there. Of like, a, like a sicker yeah. organism oh, yeah. is probably going to be more, more open to invite parasites in. It's it, it's just beautiful because I think of parasites aren't beautiful, but this sort of larger concept of it's called the bioterrain is what what it's known as like this sort of ecosystem of the body of which things can be a, a, a hospitable environment for pathogens and opportunistic things, whether they par- they're parasites, bacteria, yeast and fungus, or mycotoxins, yeah. small toxins. It's yeah. beautiful. And it, it's so true. I mean, we're a part of nature and there's there's these, we are a microcosm of a whole, but it even goes down to, a, you know, an internal physiological state too within our microbiomes and our, our immune systems. One of the top things that I get asked from patients and people on social media, listeners to the podcast it's about CBD. People want to know, do I recommend CBD? What are the benefits if I do? And then what are some brands that I love? Well, I do think that it has some amazing applications in people's lives. And a company that I love is Ned. These products are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. Ned products are chock full of premium CBD and a full spectrum of active cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, and trichomes. Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil nourishes the body's endocannabinoid system to offer functional support for sleep, stress, 
inflammation, and balance. Ned CBD is cold extracted from the world's purest USDA certified organic hemp in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. What I love about Ned as well is that they are fully transparent. Ned shares third-party lab reports who farms their products and their extraction process all right there on their site. I also love that Ned CBD products have over 2,000 five-star reviews and that speaks for itself. People love it. Become the best version of yourself and get 15% off Ned products with code WillCole. Go to helloned.com slash WillCole or enter code WillCole at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash WillCole to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring The Art of Being Well and offering my listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Our next partner has a product I've loved for years. Athletic Greens. So what is the stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75, that's right, 75. It's freaking amazing. High quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. You all know I love my adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, supports your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. Athletic Greens is lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything. And it costs you less than $3 a day. And you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits for you. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system and your energy with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's all you have to do. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. It's also mood-supporting. Vitamin D deficiency is ubiquitous. I see it on labs all the time. They're going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and also five free travel packs of Athletic Greens with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Will Cole. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Will Cole to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Get to it. Have you ever found weird things in a vagina? Have you found yourself needing multiple partners to fulfill your desires? Hey guys, I'm Dr. Jacqueline Walters, a board-certified OBGYN. It is so important that we know how and when to ask the right questions, whether you're in front of your doctor or just hanging out with your good girlfriends. Now, I wanted to create Dr. Jackie's point of view because sometimes you need to just hear the unfiltered good old Dr. Jackie. I will inspire, uplift, and educate women and men on the who, what, when, and where of things we balance daily. Make sure you subscribe to Dr. Jackie's Point of View and tune in every Thursday. You mentioned modernity, right? And then I think of this this sort of growing chasm between genetics and epigenetics and how we're living our life and this evolutionary mismatch between what we are adapted to as as a human species. So what are the things that we are maladapted to? What is the mismatch between just common everyday practices that we're doing that are really 
We don't even know it. We don't even know we're causing problems to our body, but it, you see so much with clients over the years. Yeah, there's an interesting book called Muscles and Meridians by a guy called Philip Beach, who he's very well known in like the movement world. And in that book, he refers to the positions that you'd see any hunter-gatherer tribe. There's been a lot of research, particularly around this with Hatsa people in Northern Tanzania. They spend time getting up and down off of the ground with regularity. You know, and so when they're in there, what Philip Beach referred to these positions, he called them archetypal postures of repose. So repositioning yourself. So it's it's like a natural tuning mechanism. You're stretching, you know, you're contracting, you're taking your toe hinge and your ankles and your knees and your hips and your pelvic floor and your, you know, all, all of that connective tissue just naturally organically goes through its full functional range of motion just through you hanging out. Like that's a big deal that that's just been some, yeah. that's, that's innate to humanity. Since whatever your belief system is, you know, whether you believe in creationism or evolution or whatever, before chairs, you know, and before being like, you know, the like the like the esteemed regal, you know, emperor or empress or you know, like the original chairs, from my understanding, I think came from from Egypt, you know, and it's an indication of like status, you know, like cool, like I'm above you. You know, and so the, the rest right. of the peasants, like they'd be down on the ground going through those archetypal postures of repose. You know, and and so then the the people that you know the king oftentimes ends up being burdened with disease because they start to pull themselves out, and then they have access to all the sugars and you know all the foods and probably less sunlight because someone else is going out and gathering all the goods and bringing it to them in their hole. <laughs> you know, and it's it's a really interesting thing how that how that works. You know, it's like the like the the disease of affluence or affluenza. I think. Chris Ryan, yeah. Chris Ryan calls it in his Civilized to Death book. You know, and, and so that would be a really simple, easy thing. Like right now, as we're having this conversation, you could see it. when I got up, I got all the way up off of the ground. I'm set up so that I'm on the ground. You know, I've got a comfortable rug here. I got some floor cushions. I have this like low coffee table that I have everything set up on. I have the microphone attached to the coffee table. I have the, the tables sitting in front of a window so I can allow my eyes to look out the window and you know the ciliary muscles and all the, the contractile tissue that changes the shape of your lens can go through that full functional range of motion as well. And that's all tied into your autonomic state. When you're in a contracted visual state, that's going to send the stimulus to your autonomic nervous system that, okay, we're focused in, fight, flight, sympathetic, like get her done. Maybe there's a predator there. You know, We got to sort this out. When you relax, you draw out into that panoramic vision. It's sending indications like, okay, let's just take it all in. Let's regather. Let's repose. You know, we're going to start to reassess. Mm -hmm. You know, and repair. You know, and so all these systems are are mutually integrated systems. You know, so there. You know, I started mm -hmm. off talking about spending time on the ground. That was the main thing, but then that seamlessly transitions into the way that we use our eyes. That seamlessly transitions to the way that we use our breath. And you can be naturally moved by your environment where you do take yourself through a full mm -hmm. visual range of motion. You do take yourself through a full you know, physical, musculoskeletal range of motion. And you do take yourself through a full respiratory range of motion. But for them, and so the, the respiratory part, I know I'm, I'm bouncing to a bunch of different places, but I think it's all consistent. That respiratory part is another toggle that you can pull on to change your autonomic state. So 
if you are method acting yourself again into being surprised, being afraid, panicking, anything of the sort, what is your, if you're a good actor, how do you breathe? You, if you're surprised, you go, <gasps> big gasp in. If you're really stressed, you go, <sighs> what is that? everybody listening? You can, he- it will literally, because we are so good at communication, we're always attuning to each other. That would literally right. just stress a person out just hearing it. Yeah. You made, you made everyone flinch right, right there. That's right. It's true. <laughs> and that's what makes humans so cool, man. Like that's how we communicate. And it's how we communicate to ourselves. So you can start to pull on these levers, physiological, musculoskeletal levers that we all have access to, and to change your state and also change you know, your imprint in the world, the way that people perceive you. And if you understand mm-hmm. how to leverage those levers, then you're, that's like, you're ahead of the game. Like that, like we don't get that education growing up, which is just outstandingly unbelievable. We're learning about all this information, but there's not a lot of like embodiment in Western culture, Western cultural education, which is just like Mm. very interesting. Very true. And for a culture that's so obsessed with the body, meaning the physicality of it all and the materialism and all, and it's such a paradox that for such a superficial culture, embodiment is just not even a thing. People don't even probably even know what we're talking about when we mention that. So what, what do you mean by that? Cause that, that's a profound statement. I would reference, have you ever heard of the Feldenkrais method? Yes. Feldenkrais? Yes. Yeah. Micro movements. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or Alexander technique, Frederick Alexander. He's another good reference for this. Ida Rolf, another good, Andrew Still, founder of osteopathy. All these are really great, amazing, like conical resources for these conversations. William James, you're going back before any of that. But Moshe Feldenkrais would, he referred to a thing called our self-image. You know, And so our self-image for the most part, the way he described it in his book here, actually, Awareness Through Movement. The way he described it was when we're, when we're raised, we have a kind of a balance of our self-education and then this external education. And for the most part, you know, a, a, a small child is pretty much exclusively self-educated. You know, they're going th- they're 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 going through those developmental patterns. They're reaching out, and it's pretty much life is just about you know putting things in their mouth and reaching out and grabbing and reaching out mm-hmm. to grab to put things in our mouth. <laughs> you know, so that and, and with yeah. that, it's just they're just naturally organically being self-directed, and then this external education starts to come in and starts to teach the child how to be from an external lens as opposed to an an internal expression. And for most of us, a lot of us, myself, like I have these patterns like all over myself, like I, I can notice it. We're kind of performing in a way, you know, and we're looking for some type of external validation or cue, like, oh, you did a good job. You know, we're raising, <laughs> raising a child based on, on their achievements as opposed to just like their beingness, like, or their effort or like, wow, like you really tried hard, you know, instead it's like, cool, you've got the trophy. Amazing. You know, and, and so a lot of us, we have these external kind of movement patterns of like learning how we think we should be. You're performing, performing art. So you walk into the room, it's like, okay, like, how do I stand? You know, what kind of clothes do I choose? Like, how do I talk? What do I do with my hands? <laughs> and then it's important. 
You gotta know, you know. You ever see that Seinfeld episode where where Jerry Seinfeld is talking about uh, when you're naked, get like a little like a little belt with pockets on it because he doesn't know what to do with <laughs> I his hands when he's naked. That. That's good. <laughs> yeah, anyway, but so we have so we have this extra model of like how we think we're supposed to be in order to ultimately be like accepted by the world around us, and then underneath that, you know, kind of the the ironic part of it, people really love people that are naturally themselves. True. But it's like, what am I? What is myself? Like we all have that inner wisdom, inner whisper, inner movement that we tap mm-hmm. into intermittently, typically when we forget about who we are. And those are the best times. Mm-hmm. Those are the times that you're like, wow, man, how about you just you weren't thinking about any performative stuff. Yeah. You know, so the more that we can, t- and that's why things like breath work are so darn popular. That's why like, yeah. you know, cold plunging is so darn popular. That's why, you know, doing like really hard things, you know, with a group of people and kind of transcending that place of who I think I am, you know, all mm-hmm. that story, self-image stuff. On the other side of that comes this other place where you, you kind of, you know, you're just moved by the experience. Mm-hmm. So the more that we can, I know that was a very fluffy kind of metaphysical way of describing, but it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of like a, it's a fuzzy subject, you know, yeah. what is, what well, is like that innate self? Right. It's far reaching and it is obscure, but, but the reality is I think you said it beautifully in the sense of we need to get out of our heads and what other yeah. people think and what societal constructs and the noise and the chatter that culture sort of breeds, but get out of our heads and, and our bodies and rooted in our bodies. And you yeah. know what you teach with through physical movements and breath work and these other tools really are all rooters in the body. They are all yeah. grounders. They're an- yeah, anchors. anchors. Yeah, it's like an- anchor points back, anchors back, anchor points back to yourself. Yeah, exactly. And you yeah. think about it, like on a mental, emotional, spiritual level, so much of people, so much of us, so much of the, our world and culture are in that sympathetic fight or flight stress state. What these anchors do are really just recalibrating and supporting the parasympathetic, the resting, the digesting, the hormone balance state that we're just so out off balance with the two. And both are important, but we've just been serving one way more than the other, right? It's And it's like, it's like, you know, this is going to venture into like more philosophical, metaphysical woods, but it's it's kind of like the the idea of you don't need to push the river. You know, so mm-hmm. I think we've kind of been sold the idea that we need to push our biology, we need to push the river. And yeah. you know, it's like, and the 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 solution to what ails you is out there. You know, and there's some some person, some priest, or some shaman or some doctor or some boyfriend or some girlfriend that yeah. has the solutions right some this amount in- of money some status yeah, exactly some attention power, some yeah. car that has the solution to this internal angst you know and, and i think that like most people that you know there's like the the phenomenon of of astronauts arriving to the moon and then coming back and being deeply depressed you know, or an Olympian winning the gold and coming back and be like, oh, fuck, who am I? What am I? I had this carrot. I right, now right. consumed the carrot. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. yeah. Orange colored poop. That's it. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. Carrots are very good for your eyes. You know, health, health, health <laughs> good stuff. for beta carotene <laughs> fiber. Nothing wrong with carrots. And nothing <laughs> and nothing wrong with all the material things, but I think it's the it's overvaluation. Great. It's the overvaluation the is that yeah, it's never the thing. The thing is never gonna it's why it's why, it's why you're doing it. It's exactly. never about the thing. It's why are you doing the thing? And so if you can come to a place where you're you know, Ram, Ram Das has a, has a, a quote. He says, who you think you are is invulnerable and no, who you think you are is vulnerable and who you are is invulnerable. Hmm. So that part of you, like that deep part, that part where you're just out with your friends and you're just oh, like not a care in the world. And, you know, you just feel connected to something bigger than yourself. Like that is, that is you. So the more that we can start to kind of stoke, you know, like blow on that mm. ember from there, then you can play with anything, you know, all the other games, like get involved, have fun, like play them beautifully. But yeah. if, if we get lost in the game and lost in the belief that the solution to our, our problems or that internal sensation of, you know, whatever is out there, I think that it's, you know, it, we just keep pushing the carrot forward. Right. And you're going to have a life full of discontentment and, and anxiety and dread with when you start looking outside of yourself for fulfillment, ultimately. You know, what, you, know what's, you know what's great about getting to do things like both of us do, like doing the podcast, getting to go to, I don't know, events and rubbing elbows with people and whatnot, <laughs> is, is getting to, to connect with the people that kind of like the globe collectively has deemed to be problemless you know like wow if i was just that person yeah i would be happy <laughs> right right and then you connect with those people like so the celebrity or the you know the person that's got lots of followers or lots of money or whatever it is i've never encountered someone in that position that really had more or less problems than anybody i mean oftentimes it's actually more. I'm not saying that's always the case, but oftentimes there's more stress, more burden, more people mm-hmm. trying to come at you. It's just like, ah, yeah, you know, and, and, and so to have that opportunity to realize like, nope, like that's not it. You know, mm-hmm. it's something else is, is very true. nice. And I think one of the yeah. only ways to do that is to actually arrive at that carrot or at least be around people that have consumed the carrot. And then you're like, okay, yeah. interesting. It's, yeah. That, that's well said. Right. Well said. And then the real work and what the line method, what you really teach is making yourself the carrot, <laughs> realizing that you are everything that you need and you can be the source of your own joy or and it's within, not, not something external. And the external informs the internal. Yeah. You know, so as below, as above, so below. Yeah. So it, it's not like I exist inside this vacuum in between my ears. And, you know, in order to get things right, I just go in between my ears and sort it out. It's the, the friend groups that I spend time with, the environments that I place my body into. If you are in nature more often, you will become more natural, right? If, if you, if you're around people that have some calling towards some greater good beyond their own individualistic, individualistic gains, you know, that's kind of the vibe of the people that you're around. You collectively raise each other up. Yes. Every time you're around that person, you're like, wow, man, that was like, cleansing like i feel good <laughs> yeah you i know? mean it's it's true i there there's a phrase in 
Aramaic, actually. It's it's Ituruta de la Tata, Ituruta de la Ela, which is kind of what you just said. It's like this awakening above and this awakening below where it's like, it's bi-directional. Like the, the more I work on my energy, the more it's going to work, draw good things to us. But then conversely, yeah. I see people that through their healing journey, they need to cut some of the things that are fueling the sympathetic, fueling the fight or flight stress state. Because you're right, the circle that you surround yourself with is medicine just as much as the next food, and just the, as much as that carrot. <laughs> and, and the way that you make yourself a matching resonance to those people, places, things, whatever that you think it would be great and you know uh, s- supportive and developmental for you to be around is to work on yourself in private. So yeah. you get so good that you're undeniable is something that I heard from somebody else. And I'm like, bam, like mic drop, yep. like be so good that you're undeniable. Yeah. And that's, well, that's doing the things. Yeah. That's choosing to do the hard thing with regularity, embracing yeah. the discomfort saying like, no, I'm actually the thing that's hard is the thing that I look for. Yeah. And if you can place yourself into that, like before this conversation and not that I'm, you know, putting myself on any pedestal of like, I, you know, I do the hard thing, but a, a really simple example would, would be there's a cold pool that I jumped into. It wasn't a big deal. You know, I'm not bragging, but that I didn't want to do it. You know, so yeah. that was, that was a thing. I did not want to do it. I knew the other side of that. I'd be a better version of myself. I chose yeah. to do it. That habit is a muscle that you can ingrain and you can habituate yourself to making that decision with more regularity. Yeah. That quality is highly attractive. The people that we want to spend time with because they we think that they're all the things admire that quality it's probably what got them to that point to make you want to hang out with them mm-hmm. so you work yeah. on yourself to expand your your potential you know friend circle or community or any of that but if you're yeah. just waiting for the community to stoke your fire good luck because then you're the parasite if you're the person like man i want someone else to give me energy it's like, no, no, no. Build your energy up enough to match-ish them in a different way mm-hmm. and challenge them. Then there's a game. Now mm-hmm. you're entangled and you can keep going. But yeah. you need to fill, you need to stoke yourself out. And the way that you do that, I think, is you know, all the stuff that you teach, really. Well, yeah, and what you're teaching too. I think all of these are tools to elevate your quality of life. And it's and, and a lot of it, so much of it is really shifting the body into more of that parasympathetic state. While in the short term, like a lot of those hormetic stress, like you mentioned, cold and stretching and high intensity interval training, all this stuff, it could be short term sympathetic, but actually helps the body be more parasympathetic in the long run. Apple cider vinegar has so many health benefits. It supports tons of different things throughout the body, but you want to make sure you're getting it in the right way. The way that I get my apple cider vinegar and the way that I recommend my patients to is to get the apple cider vinegar complex from my friends at Paleo Valley. I've loved this for years. I love Paleo Valley in general. They're freaking amazing, but their apple cider vinegar complex is really smart because you get all the benefits of apple cider vinegar, like supporting digestion, breaking down proteins or amino acids for better absorption. Remember, we aren't just what we eat. We are what we absorb. 
and improving the blood sugar response, supporting with satiety and cravings. So if you're hangry or have blood sugar problems, this is a great supportive tool. The main ingredient, acetic acid, supports in extracting nutrients from our food for use by our body. And they combine apple cider vinegar, I really love this, with other healing spices like turmeric, ginger, cinnamon, and lemon for added benefits for digestion. So yeah, you just take this every day, you get a safe form of it. Because look, if you're taking apple cider vinegar straight up, you can burn your esophagus, it's too harsh on the body. So harness the amazing benefits in a safe and effective way. So all you have to do is head on over to paleovalley.com slash Dr. Will for 15% off your first order. Again, that's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com slash D-R-W-I-L-L. Paleovalley.com slash Dr. Will to get that 15% off. Thank me later. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. I mean, we all know this, right? I mean, intuitively, this is kind of and obvious, right? Filled with at least two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals sometimes, and other gummy junk, growing kids honestly shouldn't be eating, especially getting in a multivitamin. That's why Haya was created, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. While most children's vitamins are filled with lots of grams of sugar and can contribute to a variety of health issues, Haya is made with zero sugar, and zero gummy junk, yet it tastes really great and is perfect for picky eaters. I have two picky eaters at home, relative picky eaters, not to put my kids on blast, but they love Haya. They take it every day, no problem. They freaking love it. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full body nourishment our kids need with the yummy taste they love. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others. Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash Will This deal is not available on their regular website, so you have to go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash Will Cole. HayaHealth.com slash Will and get your kids the full-body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Before we shift to the last section of the podcast, I can't not talk about something you mentioned earlier because so many gut health nerds out there and they mentioned you mentioned pooping properly. <laughs> so what does whether it's orange colored poop or not, what's yeah. the deal? Like how do we get the best poops of our life? Well, one the obvious thing would be just raise your knees up above the height of your hips. If you're, you're pooping and your knees are below that, it's a more disadvantageous position for your mm -hmm. poop shoot, your rectum, to elongate, to allow a healthy defecation. So as you squat, you're opening up the poop shoot. Suddenly you don't have to push. If you're pushing, there's a good chance you're going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to get hemorrhoids and and have like all the, you know, all the, all the, all the backup issues. If you, when you, when you take a poo, it should be like a, a seven second experience. Like you get it down, <laughs> you're like, cool. Good times. You know, if it's like, if it's like, if you got a newspaper, 
you know, and you're checking all your Instagram notifications <laughs> and it's like 14 minutes later, you come back and it was like, you ran a triathlon. Like that was your poopy experience. Like you need to reassess. <laughs> that is amazing. That That's very well said. So what, I mean, I know that there's things you could buy online, the squatty potty. And like, do you recommend yeah. any, any of those? For yeah, I don't people? care. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, you could like, like I mean, if you're super absolutely you know astonishing ridiculous you could literally just squat on your toilet seat but anything that raises your anything <laughs> that raises your hips up I've, I've done that many many times i, I got in the habit where i was doing it all the time but now i've, I've you've upgraded you got the, the got the, the squat you got the squat body yeah it doesn't matter i mean get something that doesn't look too ridiculous you know i think there's like nice wood ones that you, can you get, get bamboo but yeah, squatty potties yeah, whatever. I think yeah. that's a really s- simple, effective solution. That's another coming back to to align method stuff. That's an example of you becoming the shape of your environment. Yeah. So, you know, another example would be so something else I have in my bathroom doorway is a, a pull up bar. And so when I walk through there, there's the invi- well, actually technically it's, it's in my doorway into a closet. But but so as I walk in the closet, there's the invitation to reach my arms up over my head and have a little spinal shoulder decompression. Mm-hmm. As you're going through that range of motion, there's a, a whole book by a guy called Dr. John Kirsch. He was an orthopedic surgeon that he implemented this hanging protocol, which I break down in the hanging chapter in the Align Method book. It's chapter seven and breaks down this really simple, effective protocol. It's approximately 90 seconds total of hanging each day, broken down into whatever interval you want. So it could be 15 seconds, six times, or whatever you're into, and a couple other, you know, strengthening exercises. And it literally changes the shape and structure of your shoulder girdle. When you're mm. continually in this, shoulders are in this medially rotated, turned in, elevated, like shoulders up towards the mm-hmm. ears, protracted, shoulders forward. When you're in that position, it starts to impede your shoulders' range of motion, its overhead range of motion. Yeah. So, the, a simple solution for that. Like it's such a no brainer. Most of the things that are really like high leverage impact vehicles towards health. I, it's like they're, they're simple, they're accessible, they're darn close to free. You yeah. know, there's, there's absolutely some circumstances for some percentage of the population. It's like, no, you need some real detailed stuff and we need a little science and we need a little pharmacy and we need to like, we got to do some work here. For yeah. the rest of people, yeah, it's pretty darn close to free outside of like getting organic food. Yeah, and that's an example of the the, the pull up bar. Like as you as you just do a little decompressive hang while you're doing that, you can relax your eyes. That's chapter sixteen in in the book. I think it's all about vision and how it you know mm-hmm. informs our autonomic state. You know, let your eyes kind of space out, take in the whole room. Maybe put a bullet bar near a window; would be great. You know, doesn't matter either way. Just you know, relax your eyes. Yeah. Maybe you could emphasize a long exhalation. So get on the pull-up bar, hang. <sighs> That's it. Suddenly, like even me just doing that, and I assume unless you know, there's probably some percentage of people that find me annoying. That's just you know the nature of, <laughs> of things. But for the people that are like you know, are, are not in that state, just that moment of. <sighs> Just hearing it will calm us down. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. Okay, what if I added uh, four times a day a little dose of that? Yeah. What would that do to my physiology? Yeah. You know, and, and the answer is it would, you know, it, it would make you more calm and it would make you longer 
you know, longer from a, you know, in the sense of like it elongate your spine, it would open up your shoulder girdle. It'll take you out of that defensive postural position. It will mm-hmm. make you more athletic. If you cannot get your arms up overhead into full functional flexion range of motion up overhead, then every time you do try to do that, you're going to borrow from your lumbar spine. You're going to put yourself into hyperlordosis. You're going to put excessive stress on those intervertebral discs. You're going to be losing any potential power output that you could get because when your ribs are flaring, mm-hmm. as you lack range of motion in the, in, the, in the shoulder, that's going to send the signal to your nervous system that you're not stable to produce power. So mm-hmm. your body does not want you to explode, so it will downregulate your access to power. So if you, if you potentiate full functional range of motion of all of the joints, then you can mm-hmm. maintain that strong, stable, stacked you know, aligned position throughout the entire body through a wide variety of ranges of motion and positions and sports and experiences so that your body always trusts you. Yeah. Like that's a very, like that, just that in and of itself. It's like, I think if we could just start thinking about mm-hmm. that, you know, that change the world. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Well, it's that back full circle. It's being embodied. It's being in alignment with your body and that all those things you mentioned are just a cascade of, healing, parasympathetic, rest repair mechanisms that many people, like you said, it's free or close to free most of the things that you teach, which is so powerful and showing the science around it. If I could pivot real fast before we go, as you know, the podcast is called The Art of Being Well. I want to pick your brain. I mean, this whole podcast has been Aaron Alexander's Art of Being Well, but this is, we're going to ask a little few things and whatever comes to mind, I want to learn more about your your wellness world in, in that brilliant mind of yours. So first question, you're stuck on a desert island, but you would survive. I mean, you need to be on Survivor because you would you would survive quite, you would win. <laughs> you you would kind, win. You have one food and one food only, nutrient density, survival. What's that food for you? An animal. <laughs> what type of animal are we talking about? I don't know. Uh, whatever. A lamb, picky. A lamb, a lamb, a lamb, maybe. I just eat nose to tail. Okay. There you Fish, go, people. Whatever. Just eat, eat nose to tail. So organ meats, what's your favorite way to get organ meats? I like blends of, and I'm, I, by the way, I'm, I'm not like dogmatic carnivore yeah. guy, like at all. I'm very challenging of, of um, almost all of the, the nutritional dogmas. But if that was your, your question, yeah, I'm going right. to, I'm going to die if my answer is celery. I'm going to live fine if I eat nose to tail. Do I want to yeah. live that way all the time that you come to my house and it smells you know, no. yeah, like no, I love no gua- I love guacamole. You know, yeah, I like yeah. a lot. I like a lot of things. No, but you answered my question very accurately. Nutrient density, purely yeah. on that, not not taste. Yeah, exactly. And so the way that I my preference is to get like those mixed kind of like burger type packages where they have yeah. heart and liver and and uh, like a, a mixture of of the animal. Yeah, like U.S. Wellness Meats has some of those like pre mixed. Yeah, the big the big the only like hill that I'm really willing to die on with nutrition is the sourcing of food matters. True. So, so regenerative, a regenerative farmed animal, really, you know, whatever cow, lamb, like whatever, whatever, whatever it was, but re- from a regenerative farm would be my, yeah, my, my vote. Got with it. That. Next question. Let's go there. The complete other side of the spectrum, purely on taste alone and remove the health benefits aside. It may or may not be healthy, but just purely uh-huh. on deliciousness. What's that one food for you? Mm, man, probably sushi. Like sushi a lot. 
all the sauces, all the things. The sauces probably have canola oil and all the terrible <laughs> things. But yeah, big fan, big fan of sushi. Also like Me guacamole too. per mentioned. Big fan of guacamole. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Next question. Yeah. What is, this is a great question for you actually, because yeah. you've done it. You've done so much in this space, but what's the weirdest wellness thing that you've done that you're willing to admit on a podcast? And you're probably down to admit anything, but what, what, what would you say is the weirdest out there, most out there thing you've done in wellness? Coffee enema, but coffee enema specifically by myself, like curled up, you know, on my bathroom tile floor as I did this was probably this was like 14 years ago and I was just like this is I was like imagining if you know there's some Truman show experience where there's like cameras <laughs> looking down at me and I'm like laid sideways like with a tube up my ass like pumping coffee into my anus I'm like good god what have I become where, how far have I fallen <laughs> oh my gosh all right yeah, next so question What's the, you mentioned so many books and by the way, we'll put this, the links to all the books that Aaron mentioned in the show notes so you people can check it out. But what's a book that you've read in the last year? It doesn't have to be health or wellness or anything we talked about. It could be fiction. What's the latest book or a book that you've read in the last year that's really got you thinking in a fresh new way? Hmm. A book I'm reading right now. I like, I like the awareness through movement. Uh, I, I really like going into the minds of some of the people that a lot of the stuff that I have done with clients over the years and <clears throat> just working with myself, like the origins of those. So for me right now, I'm, I'm digging into the mind of Moshe Feldenkrais. So awareness through movement. Love it. It's not easy to read though. I honestly, I wouldn't recommend it for a lot of people, but if you're like really like nerdy into this mm-hmm. stuff, it's not very sciencey, but it's pretty esoteric. But that for me is, is, would be that. Got it. All right. Yeah. Last question. You've traveled all over the world, done really cool things. What's the best restaurant that you, what's your favorite restaurant and what do you eat when you're there? Hmm. Interesting. Favorite restaurant. I don't know. I don't think I have a favorite restaurant, honestly. Any kind of like finger food. It's like, uh, like I like eating in, in Morocco. I like going to Ethiopian restaurants, you know, having like the little, I really like, I'm a big fan of community and like communalness as long as it's with people that I want to be communal with. I'm not like just complete free love guy. Like I'm very select <laughs> with who I want to be right, finger right. finger and food with. But assuming I'm with a group of people that I I I do want to connect with in a deeper way, then yeah, for sure. Any kind of like finger food, which I you say I say like Ethiopian food. Not necessarily yeah. for the flavor, but just more I like one pot, the same thing in Morocco. I got one pot, they have like the tagine you know, mm-hmm. and you got your little bread things and you reach and you all grab from this communal pot. Yeah. I, think that, I think that's a, a really cool thing. We Have you ever been, and a shout out to this this restaurant in Long Beach. I think they have another location in somewhere else in LA, but in Belmont Shores in Long Beach, Open Sesame. They, that you, next time you're in LA, and maybe we'll be in LA together at some point, that is, that's exactly what you're saying. The sort of communal finger food togetherness delicious clean lebanese food lebanese food so my friend this has been a great conversation what is how can people get plugged into all your work how can they get the book and all the things well people are listening to this obviously listen to podcasts so i host a podcast called the align podcast and have conversations a lot like this with people vastly smarter than myself, such as Dr. Cole, who's been on there. And the book is called The Align Method. 
And that can be found, you know, anywhere. Ideally walk to your bookstore would be great. If not, you know, Amazon, obviously like the place, you know, Instagram, Align Podcast, everything's Align Podcast. You just type Align Podcast in the internet. You'll find it. YouTube is the thing I'm the most enamored by and excited by right now. It's just such a fun, amazing experience to get to train and, you know, do hard things, learn from people that are masterful at their craft and get to document the experience. I'm taking myself through some ridiculous scenarios on the YouTube. Also at Align Align Podcast. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. This is great. And I just, as you're talking, I'm thinking, man, how did two Pennsylvania boys <laughs> get to do what we do? We're pretty blessed, man. It's pretty blessed. I reflect on it all the time. I'm very surprised and impressed and grateful and have moments of, but it's also, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely choices and it's definitely, I think it's about finding the right people around you and not taking too much credit. Anything that I'm able to do, including writing a book, the book is like a tribe of, of, of really amazing, diligent people that are just way like combining my, you know, surfer bro bra self <laughs> with like real publishers in New York city that get stuff done, you know, and there's yeah. deadlines and we like, like, and then the editors and then the, the, the experts. And then, you know, just there's so much and the, artists that made the, the cover and then the photographers. And then it's like, it's so much, you know, it's mm-hmm. such a, it's such a community thing. Yeah. You no, know, it's the same thing with what you do. Like you have a, a, probably a really amazing support team of people that you probably express your gratitude for with regularity. And you probably have like a, a meaningful relationship with a lot of those people. Cause I would imagine knowing you, you acknowledge how invaluable they are to you mm-hmm. being able to live your life the way that you do. Hundred percent. They're my family. They're, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. The people I get to work with are like family to me, and they're not my family, family. But the, my team, it's a family, and it's. I agree with you. The same thing with the book. Brilliant people. All this stuff. It takes. It's synergy of people doing awesome things. Yeah. My friend, love you. Appreciate you. Thanks yeah, for love you, coming man. on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you all for tuning in as well. I appreciate. It. That's just funny. That's why I say at the end of my podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I feel like <laughs> I'm hijacking. See, yeah, yeah. You need this is the the tables have turned. Aaron. You can't be in control here. All right. All right. Thank you, man. At the end of every episode, I'll be answering a question from one of you guys. Nothing is off limits. Ask me anything, and you can send your questions over to me on Instagram or Facebook. As a functional medicine practitioner, it's been fun seeing the questions that have already come in on different food philosophies, wellness trends, and ways to approach overall mental, emotional, and physical health and well-being. Thanks for those. And I'm looking forward to seeing what else is on your mind. Now it's time for another Ask Me Anything. Today's question is from Kara. Kara asks, I hear so many different opinions on eggs. Are they healthy or not? (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. There's so much conflicting information online about not just eggs, but pretty much anything. It's what I lovingly call Dr. Google. And we could substantiate our own agenda at a click of a button or our worst fears or whatever we want, right? So it's let's cut through the confusion, the Dr. Google confusion. And we love Google. We love Google. But there's no shame on Google. But let's kind of just set the record straight from at least my perspective and a functional medicine perspective, at least most of us within the space. Uh, what's the deal with eggs? I think framing eggs first and foremost, as with most foods, it just put it, see it through the lens of bioindividuality. And that's the heart of functional medicine. We're all different and even healthy whole foods 
what works for one person may not be the best thing that you should be having all the time. And I think that really sums up my thoughts on eggs. I think eggs are one of nature's multivitamins as far as nutrient density. It's a wonderful food to consider on just the surface when you look at nutrient density, and we'll talk about those. But there's some caveats to that. Um, Typically, when someone's asking this question, they are either asking it from a food sensitivity or like an immunoreactivity side of things, or they're asking it from like the age-old cholesterol, saturated fat, heart health uh, side of things. So I don't know what this question really wanted to know about, but let's talk about the convoluted cholesterol factor here. Because yes, egg yolks and eggs as a whole have cholesterol. So what does the research say? Actually, there's a recent study out of Peking University in China. Uh, The study is called Association of Egg Consumption, Metabolic Markers, and Risk of Cardiovascular Diseases. So if you're interested in looking this up, on PubMed. But basically what the researchers were looking at, they found that individuals who ate a moderate amount of eggs had higher levels of protein in their blood called apolipoprotein A1, which is this building block of high density lipoprotein or HDL, aka what is generally known as good cholesterol. These individuals, especially the people that ate eggs, had more large HDL molecules in their blood, which help clear excess cholesterol from the blood vessels and thereby protecting against blockages that can lead to heart attacks and strokes. The researchers further identified 14 metabolites that are linked to heart disease. They found that participants who ate fewer eggs had lower levels of beneficial metabolites and higher levels of harmful ones in their blood compared to those who ate eggs more regularly. So this is just one study, a recent study that looked and said, hey, people that ate eggs generally had these protective, these cardioprotective metabolites in their body that, that protect them against heart problems, heart attack and stroke. So there's one. Let's look at nutrient density here because egg yolks, are a really uh, nutrient-dense form. I mentioned it's one of nature's multivitamins. It's filled with choline, which is a precursor to acetylcholine. So it's really important for your your, your brain health to get these, these healthy uh, nutrients in your diet. It has other B vitamins to support methylation, which we need for detox and healthy hormones and lowering inflammation levels. It has lots of other nutrients that honestly, most Westerners are not getting enough of in their diet. So you may be surprised. I mean, many people are surprised to hear me say that the egg yolk is really where it's at because Americans love their egg whites, right? They love their egg white omelets and they think they're doing the right thing by that. And I would say, no, actually you're missing out the most nutrient dense part of the egg. Yes, it does have cholesterol, but we're seeing in studies that most people, when they're eating just average amounts of, of eggs, they're completely fine. Now, there are caveats to that. There are people that eat copious amount of high saturated fat or high cholesterol foods like APOA 3-4, APOA 4-4 specifically. These are the way your body transports saturated fats. And this isn't just about eggs. This is about any food that's higher in saturated fat and cholesterol. 
that could impact levels negatively, but that's typically when they have high insulin, high glucose, they have metabolic syndrome, plus they're eating basically lots of sugar and lots of saturated fats. I could see some problems there. I don't think it's egg's fault. I think it's a combination of all these unhealthy variables where it may not be right for that person to have copious amounts of these foods. And my job would be to get the insulin down, get the inflammation down, get their gut healthier so their metabolism and their microbiome could have these whole foods within reason. Another thing to think about is our egg whites being problematic amongst a lot of my patients, at least while we are healing their guts. So albumin, which is the egg white protein, which again, people love their egg whites, that is or could be problematic for some people. So people that have leaky gut syndrome, people that have uh, autoimmunity, I see it pretty often. People that have some sort of inflammatory reaction to egg whites. It can create skin problems as well for people that have persistent acne breakouts. I've seen it be problematic too. The people that are somewhere on that autoimmune inflammation spectrum, it's something to consider. Is it the egg white's fault? Not necessarily. I wanna improve the integrity of the gut lining and calm that hypervigilant immune system over time so they can reintroduce the eggs. Uh, so yes, it, it's, it's, we should look at eggs through the lens of bioindividuality and really just, it, it's boiled down to context matters. Of course, I would only recommend organic pasture-raised eggs because what the chickens are fed matters. And if they're eating a lot of junk, it's not necessarily the best thing that I want my patients to be having all the time, every day for breakfast. So definitely get the best type of egg that you have access to um, because the quality of the egg, just like with anything else, when you're looking at dairy or you're looking at meat, the, the way the animal is raised and the way they were getting these food sources matters. So hopefully that wasn't me talking too much about eggs. I can geek out forever and ever about this stuff. But um, yeah, those are my thoughts on eggs. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon.